You are listening to the Photo Bomb podcast with the world's greatest photographers, Boo Ray and Gary. Welcome to the Photo Bomb podcast. My name is Boo Ray Perry, and joining me as always is Gary Hughes. Well, hello and good morning to you, sir. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning and to, you. to you, sir. And to you, sir. And to you, sir. And to you. Also, mostly to you. Most, but mostly to you, sir. And well, to you. Uh, fa- I thank you for that, and I also wish you a good morning. <laughs> I think that's the capper. I think that was yeah, the best a, one. That was the good yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, we will, we'll just let that go at this point. So how's I, it going, man? I thank you for that, and I also wish you a good morning. I think that, right? That's a, I, I can't beat that one. I've accepted your good morning, and I've returned it uh, in, in a in a genteel manner. You put your hand on top of the baseball bat in our race to the top. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Yeah, that's it. It's over. Does anyone do that anymore? Do you think kids, when they first of all, kids don't even just like have a pickup game of baseball anymore? I don't think. You know, no, nope, like, probably not. Probably not. They only do little league, and they certainly don't have the okay. Grab the bat and then work your hand up to see who gets to you know to bat first. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I've seen Sandlot like 150 <laughs> times, and I've still never done that. Really? I'm just saying. Never but did I, that when I, you were a kid. No, no. We do the. We, you don't need a bat to do it. You just put a hand, and then another person puts a hand, and then a hand over whoever's hands on bottom goes to the top. We play that game with our two year old all the time. Except she doesn't smalls. know how to do it. She just starts <laughs> forever. <laughs> uh, I also wanted, before we get really into the uh, podcast here, I want to point out that uh, Gary is using a really good microphone this week um, that I have been begging for us to go back to the really good microphones for weeks. And uh, now Gary's using the really good microphone. I'm still using the crappy microphone. I just wanted to see if it was possible. Yes. Um, is yes. really what I was going for. Uh, but, that's you know, all that is. So, so hopefully by the next uh, time we record together, uh, you'll have. You just need to get the, the the board, and I'll send you the other stuff, and then I'll we get should the be board. back to our. You we send me the microphone. The golden age. You yeah. send okay, me the I'll, microphone. I'll get the board. Okay. All right. All right. Can you? Do you want some cheese with those sour grapes? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Microphone. Look, I want my microphone, bud. Okay, so here, here's my argument. You already have a delicious buttery golden I do not. radio voice. Yes, I you do, do not. I don't you know where a, that comes from. Let me stop that right. Let me stop that right there. <laughs> where did this come from that I somehow have some sort of special voice? Because you say what? it and other people say it. I was on a phone call. The other day, it was a group phone call, and the minute I came in, people goes, people said, "Oh, there's that voice." I'm like, "What are you? My voice? I listen to my voice. I listen to your voice. There's no difference." So yeah, we sound exactly the same. Let's just start out by saying that. Uh, in my mind, this is Bure just fishing, but we're going to go ahead and go with it because it's. Fun. I know Why I'm not. not? I'm not fishing at all because I really don't have that voice. Goes. You have to I'll understand tell you how this conversation goes. In Every my... time I talk to somebody about the show, like I'll, I'll be at a conference or something, somebody comes up, they'll go, "Hey, man, I listen to the podcast. Hey, I really enjoy it." I go, "Hey, thanks, man. Thanks for listening." Be like that. Bure's got some voice, huh? Wow, that's, like, that's not true. A hundred times out of a hundred, that happens. I'm just telling you. you okay, just so here, own it. Okay, so here's where this comes from. When I was in radio way back in you know in the day when you had to hand crank it to thing to make people hear you, um, <laughs> I didn't have the voice at all. You see, in my world, I don't have the voice. I never did commercial work. I never did any of that because I did not have the in a world where the I didn't I didn't have the buttery the Don Lee Fontaine. Yeah, voice. I didn't I didn't have that voice. So when you say I have it now, I'm like, no, I don't. Any radio guy, any, if there, anyone with radio experience is listening, they're going, he doesn't have the voice at all. He doesn't have any voice. He, has, he sounds like a normal dude. Can you do the the obnoxious like drive time extra sound effects like hey uh, can you do that one I think I think you just did it pretty well 
I think yeah. that, that was a, yeah. There you go. You're listening to uh, you're listening to the Wolf and the Douche That's on right. K ninety six. That's about right. <laughs> you got to really you got to really magnify. Hey, it's a wild man, Mac, coming at you this morning. We're gonna be checking in with the weather and the traffic in a few minutes. And don't forget, today's your chance to win a thousand dollars. We're gonna be broadcasting live from Bob's Buicks this afternoon and all weekend long. Come on down and see us. Get yourself some hot coffee. That's <laughs> there's a little bit of Harry Carey in there. Just yeah, a little, little bit, bit of Harry yeah. Carey. See, I, I knew you could do it. I love, I love that you could do hey, it. Norm, I think that's good. If you were a hot dog, would you eat yourself? Yeah, <laughs> that's a little Saturday Night Live line. Little Will Ferrell, Harry. Little Carey. Will, little oh, Will Ferrell, Harry. Carey, yeah. So right I drove. Uh, so I'm, I'm back fresh from um, Mississippi, Alabama. I drove up there you, and did. Uh, did, did you find the Eufala while you were up there? You, you, I did, in fact, find Eufala. Eufala. Let me tell you about Eufala. Let me tell you about Eufala, Alabama. Uh, Linda Long gave me a nice uh, tip. I didn't know this. The movie Sweet Home Alabama was was filmed in Eufala. Well, isn't that something? And uh, we're talking, it's exactly what you hope it would be. It is giant oak-covered uh, streets, historic districts with mansions in antebellum style that are beautiful with wraparound porches and you start to say y'all the minute you hit the city limits it's on the river it's it's on the river so when you drive across the river you change time zones which is really now, cool now i have the real question for you about the you're in the deep south the deep deep south also also you, the, yeah also the confederate monuments in the turnabouts in the roundabouts you've got the right. you've got the confederate monuments i mean it's it's everything you expect you know you're in the deep south, but the real question is: as as a lover of this beverage, did you get the sweet tea while you were there? Well, I had the sweet tea. There's sweet tea. I'm gonna have some sweet tea. I had I sweet was... tea, and I carried sweet tea vodka with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I and I bought. They had sweet. I bought sweet tea vodka there. I had to go. Let me tell you what it's like to travel. You're like the alcoholic version of a Boy Scout. I am. I am always prepared. <laughs> uh, no, we had to go to the liquor store, and we're so we're in Eufaula, which is dry on Sunday. You follow. So he's you follow. It's you. See now I'm doing it backwards. It's you follow. <laughs> so uh, so we're like, hey, you got it. So uh, so uh, Linda and Kira are like, hey, take take us to the liquor store. Which by the way, it was like having two wives the entire time I was there, just being ordered around, forced to drive them everywhere. It was it was awful. Uh, so I'm like, okay, so we're driving and we're driving along the river to, to get to the nearest bridge to cross over the river, and they said, well, you know, we got to make sure we get the right bridge. Uh, because you know the liquor store, we got to find the liquor store, and then we get directions to the liquor store. And I said, it doesn't matter what bridge you find, when you cross it, there will be a liquor store immediately when you hit the other side. <laughs> I right, guarantee yeah. it. Because you're in a dry county. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you cross yeah. that line, there's going to be a, a big, big liquor store. Right, it's not a dry county, but there's no there's no liquor on Sundays. So the minute you cross uh, into an area where there is liquor on Sundays, there's going to be a liquor store right there. I guarantee it. There's just I will bet all the and sure enough, there's the liquor store. The first thing you come into when you is the liquor store. Is uh, there any common sense in those blue laws? Like, do people just you're just going to drive across county lines or just buy a buttload of alcohol on Saturday? Yeah, well, especially especially there. I mean, I mean, but the line has to be somewhere, and so it's yeah. there. I mean, you know, I mean, if it wasn't there, if it was the next county over, then you would drive to this county. So the line has to be somewhere. But no, there's not much sense in them. Does I mean, anybody what, really go? Well, the government doesn't want me to drink on Sunday, so I'm just going to go ahead and take a day off. Like, if you're really hardcore about having a drink on the weekend, you're going to make sure you're stocked up. Is all. Yeah. I'm well, also, there's something to be said for the whole um, just giving in and realizing that this is going to happen, and so you might as well kind of embrace it and try and make some money off of it. Which um, I remember reading recently. I think it was in Philadelphia, or in Pen- I guess up in Pennsylvania.
Pennsylvania where maybe the governor was talking about trying to legalize gambling. And they were saying, no, no, no. And he said, you don't understand. We are bordered by three states that have legal gambling. So all the people in our state drive to other states to lose their money. And if they're going to lose their money, we would rather them do it in our state where we can get to keep some of it. He's like, I yeah. don't, you know, I don't want to pass gambling, but I don't, I don't want all our money going to the other states either. Why not do it in our state and at least we can provide some jobs or whatever? I, you know, he's, I don't, I don't want it, but we're we're besieged now on all sides, so we might as well just give up the ghost. And the blue laws are kind of the same way. You're surrounded by people selling liquor, so you might as well just go ahead and sell liquor. Well, the the, the biggest problem is if you've ever been to a place with gambling that has like a, anything immediately outside of the area where the tourist gambling areas are is usually like. Looks about like Bosnia in the nineties. Oh, yeah. Just, just wrecked. You just, know? <laughs> just, just awful. You go to yeah. Atlantic City, you go two blocks away from the boardwalk, and you're in a pretty, pretty scary place. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like it's not like it's usually a support structure of shanty town sort of surrounds any <laughs> gambling area. <laughs> and I think that's maybe what some of the people want to avoid. Money's right. nice, but have it, having your state be a a, a picturesque place to live uh, that's safe and doesn't have people getting knifed for their uh, casino winnings is also pretty nice. Yeah, I would argue that Las Vegas is the exception to that. Um, in fact, I know, you La- don't really walk around anywhere but the Strip in Vegas, and, and I've walked through some fairly sketchy places uh, outside the Strip in Vegas. If you walk off the off the Strip in Las Vegas, you're like in a desert and there's coyotes yeah. that going to kill you or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, you'll, La- you'll get La- knifed uh, by a coyote for your gambling uh, money instead Las of a Vegas, person. Las Vegas actually... Uh, uh, touted uh, years ago was one of the last great places in America where you could go with nothing but a high school education and get a job and, and buy a house and raise a family because there were so many unions that if you got a job, you know, uh, changing beds in a hotel or working in a kitchen because of the unions, you would make a decent living uh, in Las Vegas. And uh, it was one of the few places in America where you could still go and be a working class guy and make a decent living. You know, yeah, I'm a big fan of Vegas in general. Like, oh, I love uh, Vegas. You know, What's yeah. that to love? Are we going to go? I think I got that same job we had uh, last year that we did. So if you want to go with me. Well, the problem was that all we did was work pretty much the last time we went. We, well, you know, you know we that, That's a long job. Days. Yeah. That's a long job, though. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of. <laughs> it was, it was, it's a bender. Although this, I don't know if I even said this. We got the, the, the company goes back and forth between Orlando and Vegas. So it's a headshot and corporate event photography job that we cover. And depending on the event, it's three or four days usually. Um, and one thing they did, remember we talked, there's an episode where we talked about how Dee Snyder was the performer. They hire right. a big performer to come in. And this year, this is just a couple, this is maybe like a month ago, it was Sammy Hagar. Yeah, that's, listen, um, for my money, the jump from Dee Snyder to Sammy Hagar is like from a two to a ten. I mean, that's a yeah. huge jump in... Who we're talking about having perform? I yeah, mean, Sammy I mean, Hagar. The, I mean, that's that's Van Halen. Come on, uh, you know. Yeah, he, he is the most chill dude. I got to take a picture with him, which was really cool, and then talk to him for a minute. He's a really nice guy. But I was I was kind of geeking out because you know a lot of people are negative about Van Hagar. They really are. A lot of people. Uh, they that's prefer ridiculous. The David Lee Roth. Who's the other guy? Sharon. That was their singer. <laughs> we don't even mention Gary, Gary Sharon. Sharon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of like the, uh, you know, they sold more albums yes. with Sammy Hagar than they yes. did with David Lee Roth. But with David Lee Roth, they had more number one hits. Listen, that's, you know, you can't. Or more top ten hits or something. You can be, more you can be, I, I mean, I'm firmly in the David Lee Roth camp, but that's because, you know, the 1984 came out when I was in college. That's my music, right? And, and I'm firmly in the camp that I prefer them to Hagar. But, but I also, I don't, I, I almost, it's almost like comparing two different bands, 
You know, the Van Halen of Sammy Hagar was not the Van Halen of David D. Roth, and both of those bands were great. They don't have to yeah. compete. It's okay to like both of them. You know, that's the thing. You don't well, have I to. I would tell you the you guy, know. you know, Sammy Hagar, 70 years old. Wow. Yeah, he's 70. And, and I was uh, on stage behind the band photographing, and at one point I'm, in, I'm like by the drum set, and I'm crouched by one of the monitors, one of Sammy's monitors, because he's out on the edge of the stage. And so I'm taking pictures trying to get him and the crowd and everything. And um, I hear the monitor that's got just his voice coming through. So there's no, like, it's just him. He's the, Only his track is coming through. And I tell you what, that guy can still do it at 70. At 70, that guy still got the voice, which is pretty impressive to me. I saw him on a, uh, what was it, uh, Jay Leno's Garage not too long ago, because he's a car guy, too, and Jay Leno had him on the show. Uh, well, I think anybody rich becomes a car guy. I, yeah, what is that? <laughs> what is like, Anytime when you've you're got rich, money, you're like, what am I going to do with all this money? Yeah, you're suddenly like, I think I'll just be a car guy. I guess There's not a lot of rich people driving collect, Honda you know? Civics around. You know, It doesn't yeah. happen that much. It's like, hey, you know what? I could get the Ferrari, but Acuras are also pretty nice. Yeah, but the whole, you know, having like 20 or 30 cars, I don't get that really so much. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool. I mean, think about that. You get your coffee, you go out into your garage, and you just look down your row of, like, your Rolls-Royce Phantom and your Porsche 911 Turbos, and, you, you know, you're like, ah, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. I don't even have to drive them. I just want to go out there and look at all of them lined up and polished with that checkerboard floor on the bottom of the garage. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't want a car collection. What I want is a driver. When I'm rich, I want a driver. <laughs> That's what I want. You don't I have want. to be rich. We're going to have self-driving cars, like, really right. soon. Yeah, I want a limousine. That's the yeah. way it used to be. If you now, if you're rich, you have all these cars. But it used to be, if you're rich, you had a driver in a limo, and that's what I want. I want the guy picking me up at the front door. You know, a full time Uber. That's what I want. So <laughs> you don't you even have to look up from your phone. You just like yeah. slide into the car and keep going. Right? Yeah. That's the best. Okay, so yeah. um, one of the things I have on my list that I made, I wrote this down to talk about a long time ago. I think I might have. Did I mention IFTT on the uh, on the podcast? The IFTT uh, app for your phone. I don't think so. Okay. I, I wrote this down to mention this so long ago, and I never have – it's one of those things where you write down, you're like, well, if we have a show where we have nothing to talk about, I'll throw this in. And, of course, we always ramble on forever. So it never That's goes That's what in. we do. Yes. So there's an app you could get for your phone. It's called IFTT, and it stands for If This, Then That. It's, I, it's actually IFTTT, If This, Then That. And If This, Then That is the standard code structure that you use for programming everything from – phone stuff to the Google Home or the or the Alexa from yeah. Android if this then that and right, if it, if then statement like if this button is clicked on then this happens yeah, right. it's very like yeah that's right. coding how it, if, a lot of it works yeah if if i say night mode then down, uh, turn all the lights off in the house that sort of thing right got it well it's called if this then that and it's an app you can get for your phone and then people out there write different codes for it, and you can just find the codes that you want and then have that running on your phone. So, for example, and this is cool, you know, I use Evernote a lot. So yeah. I have a big button on my phone, bigger than my normal icons, and uh, it's an if this, uh, then that button. And I'm going to hold it up so you can actually see it. You see it right there in the corner of my phone? The that big is round a big button. Yeah. Evernote button? Okay. If I press that button, it brings up a, uh, it brings up a, uh, a text screen automatically. I can hit record. I can talk. It will then record my text. I hit done. It will save that text into Evernote and, ta- and tag it as podcast. So it automates common functions. Like if you do something a lot, you can turn it into a single right. button. Right. right, and for me, that's great, because if I have an idea, oh, I need to remember to talk about this on the podcast, I just go, boom, 
uh, be, be sure and tell Gary I don't have a silky smooth voice. Boom. And then it goes <laughs> – and then when I go to do the po- – and there's my thing, right? So it, this can be used in so many ways if you're – you know, this, just this particular small thing. If you are working on your job, if you keep a thing in, in Evernote for just notes or names of clients or people – you know, and, 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 and Evernote is only one of the many apps that it interacts with. It will also interact with you know, Google Calendar and all kinds of things like that. So – what I use it for most of the time is when I'm driving in the car and I'll have an idea and then I'll put it in there. So when driving, it was a six-hour drive from Tampa to uh, Ufala. I several times clicked it and made notes and I would like to go through those notes now uh, to tell you that this is what it's like when I'm driving on the road. These are the things I think of that I then jot down that I need to be sure and tell you about. This is how okay. important you are in my life. All right, so, I'd love to hear this list. Please go ahead. The first thing I wrote, I said was, I'm not eating anywhere that has a giant chicken on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like a weather vane or like a giant no, chicken I, statue? No, I passed a place that was uh, some sort of an eating establishment, and it had, it had to be eight feet tall if it was an inch. It had a giant eight-foot-tall chicken uh, statue on the roof over the front door, uh, and I just thought, I'm not eating there. I don't want to eat anywhere with a giant chicken <laughs> so, roof. So, okay, that in it, in and of itself is a little bit of a concern to me because chicken's delicious. But second, it is. it's like that was something that you pulled out your phone yes. and made a memo to talk to me about. It's <laughs> the whole point of this bit, Gary, <laughs> is to point out how the stupid things that I will say when I'm driving that I'm th- I think are important. And, like, I'm not eating anywhere with a giant chicken on the roof. I, I feel that if you, if you have good chicken, you don't have to put a giant chicken on your roof. Maybe a medium-sized chicken. Or I'm a just small saying, chicken. if you're putting a giant chicken on your roof, you're really having to advertise to come get chicken from you, and you have to. And if you have to try that hard, the chicken can't possibly be that good. All right. Well, first of all, I think I disagree because I have a rule with restaurants that's if you go to a restaurant, especially a barbecue restaurant, and there's a picture of an animal on the building of the sign, you have to get that animal and eat it because that's usually the thing they do the best. So if you go to a barbecue place and there's a cow somewhere on the sign or they got a lot of cow stuff around, then you get the brisket. If you go to a barbecue place and there's right. a pig, then you get the pulled pork. A chicken, you get the barbecue chicken you know, or the fried chicken or whatever it is. I think it's a really good indicator for people that are traveling and be like, hey, this is what we're about, this particular animal. However, I do feel that an eight-foot-tall chicken is slightly excessive. It's a little overkill. It's a little on the nose, a little on the beak. Okay. All right. Um, Secondly, you know, and you know this, if you drive in Florida, you will always see lots of billboards uh, for strippers and um, adult bookstores and anti-abortion. Frequently frequently right in a row. It's a lovely decorum. Um, so one of the signs I saw said it was for strippers, as seen on Jerry Springer, which wow. begs the thought, if I go there, are these actual strippers that were on Jerry Springer? Are we saying strippers in general were on Jerry Springer? Because I want to see the actual strippers that were on Jerry Springer because they got to be like 65, 70 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to know, is this a strip bar that actually has strippers who were on Jerry Springer back in 1992? It would be the almost the equivalent now of like strippers that were on Donahue. Yeah, <laughs> many people in our audience oh. don't even know who Donahue is. That's how old yeah, exactly. Donahue is. Exactly. Yeah, it's, oh, it's uh, yeah. strippers that were on the Johnny Carson show, as seen on Jerry Springer. <laughs> strippers, as seen on Jerry Springer. And is there anyone who goes, you know? I, I was on the fence about going to the strip bar, but now that I know that it's the strippers as seen on Jerry Springer, then I'm definitely going there. I don't think there's that much ambiguity in the mind of a man 
when it comes to deciding whether or not to go to a strip bar. Yeah, you're either going to go or you're not. Yeah. There's no it's like not, hey, you're not looking for that thing to push you. We have a good buffet. Oh well, I'll, then I'll go. I'll go because of the buffet. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to go. No, what it is about is creating a sort of an ostensible reason to go. It's like, well, they have really good food, and gosh, it's lunchtime. I might as well go. Honey, I but, just uh, went to see the strippers from Jerry Springer. That's all. Yeah. Is it, is it, does it imply that maybe you want a little, like, action, like a little drama with your strip club? Are like maybe fight? somebody's going to throw <laughs> a chair at somebody? <laughs> are they going to come out of the chair at each other and start fighting yeah. like Jerry Springer? Because Boy, literally, that... see, if they put that on the billboard, if it was if it was – Fighting strippers. Well, then, Ooh. then if it was like MMA, if it was, if it was you know strippers, then I would probably go, and I literally would be going to see the fighting. Do you think Jerry missed an opportunity to create sort of the Jerry Springer approved seal of approval for a strip club? Like he really could have marketed <laughs> that out and made a lot more money doing that way. Maybe like, so. And the final thing, okay. So the, and the final thing I wrote down was I stopped to get gas just before I crossed the Florida border, uh, the uh, Florida border into Georgia. And um, if you come and you cross the Florida border, when you stop immediately, there are two things you can be guaranteed to find. One can is I guess? one is lottery tickets, and the other one is fireworks. Oh, every yeah. every place on the border of Florida, lottery tickets and fireworks. It's oh, like yeah, and- yeah it, it's just like the cross the river and you're going to find a liquor store. Cross into Florida, and it's lottery tickets and fireworks. Absolutely. So I guess a lot of people, I guess you can't get fireworks in Georgia the way you can in Florida. So they they cross over to get the fireworks here. There are certain states where you can't, yeah, and you can only buy them, um, you know, at certain times of year or even not at all. I know South Carolina has some weird rules. There's a lot of weird laws in in the southern states about stuff like that. Only I only say southern states because I have the most experience in the southeast. But, yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, first of all. Usually, at least a, a thousand people horribly mangle themselves every Fourth of July with fireworks. So, I mean, I think it's like, like I have a neighbor who lives down my street who regularly comes out at like eleven o'clock at night and starts blowing up mortars and stuff when he's drunk because he thinks it's funny. And I'm just thinking, one of these days, one of these days, there's going to be Listen, a, an ambulance coming down my street. For that I guy. have the actual story. I have the actual. You'll put your eye out story. My next door neighbor, when I was a kid playing with bottle rockets, got hit in the eye with a bottle rocket and lost eighty percent of the vision in his eye. And Eef. it's a, and now it's a little. And it's also, it doesn't quite look the right direction anymore. I mean, I Eef. I'm not. I'm a first hand witness. I didn't hear this from a guy. I'm a first hand witness. I know for a fact a guy who got his eye put out by a bottle rocket. Yeah, I, I have no fascination for uh, to be near things that explode. Um, you know, it's just sort of a thing of mine. It just doesn't really do a lot for me. Uh, fireworks are great. I love to look at them from a very, very safe distance. <laughs> okay, so um, here's the other thing. Wait a minute. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I did. I wanted, we had this week the uh, Apple made the, the World Wide Developer Conference, and they made some, some announcements. And, uh, you know, without the, all oh. those are available online, you can see what all the new stuff they're coming out with. But... I want my overall impression of the things that were announced. And, and they announced a few things like a, a big update to the operating system, which will be pretty cool And for you Mac users out there. Um, you know, they got a new watch OS that does some stuff, some new versions of their more popular, you know, uh, computers. Like they've got now they're going to have an iMac Pro, which is going to be 5000 bucks or whatever. To like, wow. To have it <clears throat> mostly probably for the video processing guys, you know. They, you know, little stuff, and there wasn't really anything wow. Like, their big new product was the, um, was it was like the, basically, it's called the HomePod, which is basically like the Amazon Echo, but twice as expensive. 
No, <laughs> coming from, from coming from Apple, big surprise. And I think that there's there's a couple of things uh, overall impressions, and you can go to Apple's website and watch the whole conference, or you can go and get the breakdown on the new stuff. There's definitely some cool updates to things, and as an mostly an Apple user, I'm pretty on board with most of the stuff that they're doing, but I was in an Office Depot the other day. God help me, I went in an Office Depot because I needed some ink cartridges, and um, I, I can't figure out how to use the internet. But I was in Office Depot, I needed to print some stuff, so I was buying some ink cartridges from a printer. And uh, I went over into their computer section, and there was this HP computer that's this beautiful, huge screen, and it's like a really compact, sleek-looking machine with Windows 10, and it had a touch screen. And I didn't think I would want it, but I played with it for like five minutes. I'm like, I would love, love, love this. And I know we've talked about the Microsoft Surface Pro and how cool that is, and that's going to be about 3000 bucks. But like, my overall impression of the Apple stuff is they are... I don't feel like they have the vision that they used to have. I feel like Steve Jobs would be rolling over in his grave to see what a bunch of copycats they're becoming. They're basically like, hey, by the way, we came out with this thing that already exists from like three other people that's not as good and twice as expensive, you know? And I just think that uh, they seem to be chasing some technology and then overtly just ignoring some other things. Like they won't make a touchscreen combination laptop. They won't make touchscreen computers. They seem to be mostly abandoning the pro market because honestly, in the photography world, I don't know a single photographer that's going to reasonably want to shell out 5000 bucks for the iMac Pro. And I just feel like... Come on, like do something, like really, really freaking do something. Shake up the world a little bit. We need. Where's your iTunes? Where's your iPod? Where's your? They used iPhone? to be the first your... to everything. They right. used to be the first ones to come up with all the new. Like, every smartphone, every touchscreen smartphone is based upon the idea when the iPhone came out. They they basically made it the standard in the industry to where now we make fun of people with flip phones. You know? <laughs> like, Here's what I don't understand is they invented the iPhone with the touch screen and yet they refuse to make a laptop with a touch screen. You invented think, this is your idea. I think they're afraid to cannibalize iPad sales, which I think are down overall anyway. You know what I mean? Because once everybody has one, it's not like you're going to buy a new iPad every other year. Like right. I still have an iPad too, and I use it. You know what most people use iPads for in the real world? They let their kids watch TV shows on them in the car, so they shut up. Like that's pretty much yeah. we get. Uh, we make sure I'm getting on a plane in a few hours, and I'm flying to San Diego. Um, and we are making sure that our iPad has 100% battery power and is fully loaded up with episodes of cartoons, so that Ellie will be calm and relaxed on the flight. Right. And that's 90% of what we use that for. I know that some photographers are using like the iPad Pro to edit. And there's another thing that I want to talk about from Affinity Photo, which is a really cool editing software but uh, for the, that they made one specifically for the iPad, which is really cool. But overall, I think it's like they're really trying to protect the iPad and iPad sales. And maybe they feel like they want their laptops and computers to have a different experience. And overall, I'm not super into having – I already have enough dirty smudge marks all over the screen of my iMac, you know. But – um. Something like that, Microsoft Surface Pro, like th- that you basically tilt it down and turn it into a digital drafting desk, which is so rad. Which so I know so many photographers that would buy that in a heartbeat, you know. Right. And and I know that that would be huge for artists, photographers, creative professionals, visual artists, graphic designers would would love to have something like that. But I don't understand exactly why it just seems like they're supporting something that just seems to be like a stopgap to the next level of technology like a device that kind of does everything and it's just a little like they haven't really in my opinion come out with something where everybody just goes holy crap that's a game changer in quite a few years now 
I'm still waiting for virtual reality to be the game changer that they say it's going to be. I want this. I want the screen that Tom Cruise had in Minority Report. <clears throat> the only thing I want is uh, v- virtual reality Dungeons and Dragons. That's well, all yeah, I care. that well, that's a given. Of course, <laughs> that's a given. But I also want the thing where you you know because Microsoft is working on on the augmented reality, and I've seen the the prototypes, and it's pretty good because they're just like glasses that you put on, but they change. You still see the real world, but then it, it puts overlays and stuff into. Uh, the real world, and that's very yeah, that, cool. And but cool. I'm ready for that, where I just put on the glasses, and now the whole room is, you know, a cosmos thing, and I can move and manipulate and do things right there in the room. I think that that would be very cool. But when's it coming? They keep talking about it, you know. I but think it, they had they've had virtual reality stuff. I've been talking about it since I was like ten. Oh yeah, but every magazine, I the, is, but, oh, came out every, but every mag, I mean, they're really talking about like it's it's here, it's here. No, it's not. It's really not here. I know a few people who have gotten virtual reality headsets, and they use them a little bit, but it's they, that's it. You know, they yeah, like, it's oh, a they're too heavy and they're too point. clunky. Yeah, they're too novelty. I've seen the, the Oculus one where you stick your Android phone into it. Julie's sister has one of those. Yeah, but I don't see. Like I don't consider that, that true virtual reality. You get for somebody for Father's Day because it's like the coolest new gadget, and yeah. then it's like they use it really intensely for about three or four days, and then it just sits on a shelf right. somewhere. Right, you know, and I have. A I don't think that's how we're used to experiencing one. the world. You know, I think right. that it's a total. It, it would be a big jump, and it's unnerving, like the experience of using it, and then, you know, you you find yourself doing the funny thing where you're like leaning with the roller coaster as it's going, and you're still right. just sitting on a couch or whatever, and then. But when you take it off, you just blink, and I had this overwhelming feeling like, oh, crap, this is bad. Like, society could disappear into a headset very, very easily if this became the norm. Oh, yeah. It was kind of, a, kind of disturbing. On I that. wanted – that's what I want. I want to I want to live in Ready Player One. The game, there's yeah. a book called Ready Player One. Spielberg's making a movie right show, now. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to live in that world where I just put on a headset and just stay there all day. I'm, I don't have a problem with that. I don't I, have a problem. I, I want to be one I of the guys – I want to be one of the guys on the spaceship in Wally. <laughs> like weigh 400 pounds drinking a yeah. slurpee with a hover a chair, chair. Yeah. yeah yeah that sounds I, pretty know. good those people seem know. happy right okay yeah it's all it's, all, well, it's, all, all it's about is being happy gary doesn't matter yeah, as long the as dream. you're happy yeah you get one shot on this planet as long as you're happy what does it matter right so i would be happy in the hover chair with my virtual reality and my giant popcorn yeah i'm sure i'm sure you would be as a matter of fact it i got no problem sweet, with that uh, vodka sweet tea slurpee there you and, go uh, big fat bourree and a hover chair Vodka sweet tea Slurpee. I think we just invented something. <laughs> something right there. It is a game changer. Game changer. That is okay. awesome. So you're on your way. Uh, let's see. You're on your way now. You're actually in San Diego as this podcast comes out because it comes when out tomorrow. When this comes uh, out on, uh, in a couple of days, yeah, I will be in San Diego. I will be there. And um, you're doing so a... Yeah, we're, I'm teaching. Uh, um, I'm actually. I just found this out. Like, I didn't even realize what I'd signed up for. This is the truth. I'm doing like the uh, all school program for one of the nights at West Coast School, which is really cool at the University of uh, San Diego, which is pretty neat. So it'll be like the evening program. That's like the all school program kind of thing. And then the next day, I'm doing a full day uh, headshot sort of intensive. So that should be really cool. And then uh, we're gonna go to Disneyland. We're taking the kid, and we're gonna go see. Uh, you know the thing that we see pretty much all the time here because we're annual pass holders. We're gonna go see like the exact same thing in California. Um, oh, your annual that's... your annual passes work at both parks? No, no, we got a we were able to get a let's just say a very good deal on tickets uh, for uh, the the Disneyland experience. But uh, yeah, we're gonna take the kids so she can ride the teacups on the other coast because we're gonna go 
2,500 miles across the country so that we can ride the rides that we have here in Orlando, which is... I think you're going to spend the whole day walking around going, this is bull compared to what we have in Orlando. <laughs> this is like a parking lot, man. This is like 1962. I think it's much, much smaller. From what I hear, it's a lot smaller. It's, yeah, it's um, very much smaller. Well, they have Disney's California Adventure now, so they have a whole other big park, but it's still, it's compared to Magic Kingdom, it really can't. Yeah, yeah. in uh, the Walt Disney World Orlando, it's, it's a city, and it's massive piece of property that has you know five theme parks and 5700 hotels and resorts and stuff and the one in california i'm looking at the map and it's just like a big circle and the bottom half of the circle is california adventure the top half of the circle is the magic kingdom disneyland and then there's like one resort and then there's the freeway like right (laughs) it's like we're staying at a hotel like a super eight motel that's literally across the street you can walk well, it's like Bush Gardens in Tampa is that way. Bush Gardens is right in the middle of the city, so you're right. right. You know, you know, there's like a wall, and what's on the other side of that wall? Roller coaster. You know, yeah. you're, <laughs> you're at the Denny's looking at the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. that's the way. Well, I am looking forward to it. They have a Guardians of the Galaxy ride at California Adventure, which is basically converted the Tower yeah, of Terror. Yeah, I was gonna say, and then just the ta- yeah, people. Oh, the Guardians. Of Ca- it's just a Tower of Terror. Is all it is. Just goes up and down, right? Yeah, so are, are, am I really going there just to wait in line and look at pictures from Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, they, that's, exactly, Terror, right? that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> you see, because my, like the day that it opened, the lines were like three hours long for that ride. I'm like, you know that it's the same ride that was here last week when it was called Tower of Terror. Yeah, they I just, don't. I, now I you don't might see that. Rocket Raccoon uh, while you're on There's no that. ride that I would be like, three hours? I'm down. No way. No. Never. No. Nope. No. I will not. I've not never waited and will never wait in a line that long to go on a ride that's 30 seconds. However, no, that's not true. I waited. I waited a hundred and uh, no, I waited a hundred minutes one time to go on a roller coaster at Six Flags in New Jersey, and it's the uh, King Deca. It's called. It was I think at one point the world's maybe tallest, but it basically it's the most. It's I've never seen a roller coaster like it. You, you're sitting still. You're flat. And then it just shoots you straight. You go from like zero to 80 miles an hour in like three seconds. And then you go up completely vertical, spinning around up like 250 feet in the air over a very narrow arch and then straight down while spinning. And okay. it is um, – and it is – it is. in fact, there are signs all over it that basically it says sometimes it doesn't make it over the hump. Like that's how <laughs> steep it is. It's like you may get the experience where we try to make it over and we don't quite get – the velocity we need to achieve that and uh i it is the only roller coaster i've ever been on where i was literally clenching my butt cheeks together really hard because i thought that i might poop myself like that's well, that's, that's how time scary. well spent that was worth doing yeah i mean if you've never had to clench your butt cheeks together on a roller coaster you really haven't lived and uh, the virtual reality version probably just won't do it for you no no <laughs> 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 All right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up and let's um, call it. Let's call it. Let's. Yeah. Uh, what do we got coming up? Uh, I've got coming up June twentieth. I will be a professional photographer of Southwest Florida. Go to ppswf dot com. Uh, June twentieth, I'll be speaking there. On July thirtieth, it is IPC Live. I had to make a video for IPC Live. Uh, yeah, I saw day. the behind the scenes of the behind the scenes picture, video. and I was wearing my shirt with my logo and name on it. And uh, I wanted to be clear that that was not because I wanted my name on screen the whole time, but rather because I didn't have anything else that was clean or looked pressed. 
You're down was, to the skivvies on your laundry. It was the only, yeah. it was the only it was a brand new shirt. I'd never worn it before, so it still was all nice and clean and crisp. Uh, so that's why I wore it. And that's July 30th through August 3rd, and we haven't even talked about that. But if you are going to participate in the IPC, you need to go ahead and get in there because the deadline for registration is this month. That's the June 20th, the early bird deadline for uh, your entries. I've already uh, done and uploaded yes, my entries. This I've is seen the your first entries. Time, this is like my ninth year competing, and this wow. is the first year I've ever not paid the late fee. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I got them in early for the first time ever, and so uh, and I'm done. So I'm, I wanted to have them done before I went on vacation because I typically wait until like two days before. In fact, you remember just recently, maybe not this past year, but the year before, I actually even missed – I forgot about the deadline and I missed it completely. Right. And so I just wanted to get it out of the way. But I believe, was it July 7th or 8th or something like that is the late deadline, but you got to pay extra money to enter late. So get your stuff together and put something in. And I would say to people out there, they're like, oh, I want to compete, but I don't have anything. I don't feel like I have anything. Put in the best of what you got right at the moment because missing a year is just take a swing at it, get some critique, and you might get a merit or two towards your degree or something that you can use to market your business or whatever you want to do. But like it is a really long year when you miss. And there's, if you like to compete, there's nothing that sucks worse than watching the IPC and not having any images in it because it's, it's, it's really, really not fun if you're used to competing and you miss a year. <laughs> just, just stick something in there, you know? <laughs> so and do it now because we're running out of time. Yeah, it is currently it's going to be this episode comes out on June twelfth, so I think that that's like a week left. So get those right. entries in, man. It's going to be a it's going to be a different year because this year is the first year in a while they've done numbered scores instead of just merit, no merit. So it should be a little more interesting, and you get a lot more feedback, and you get an exact number score. So there's some changes in the rules. And pinned to the top of our Facebook page is a link to where you can go and read all the new rules and how everything's going to work. And uh, get those in there. Get some critique. And uh, maybe you'll get a couple of awards that you can brag to your clients about. That would be kind of cool. The address is stream.theipc.org. That's where you'll be able to watch the judging and you'll be able to watch uh, IPC Live. Coming up August 15th, I will be at PPGPB. That's Professional Photographers Guild of the Palm Beaches. Dude, go you need to, to come up with better names for this stuff. Go to... <laughs> Go to uh, professional PP. Oh, I've got it written as, as H. It's a G. Go to PPGPB. PPGPB.com. Right. And the very next day, August 16th, I will be a professional photographer's guild of Florida, which is PPGF.com. Wow. Uh, you can go there. And then coming up September 9th through the 11th, we will be at Focus right here uh, in uh, Orlando. Go to RUNFocus.com to get details on that. What have you got we coming It's Photobomb Live. Which yes, Photobomb really cool. Live. That's, uh, Looking yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. That's a homecoming for us, so it's, it's going to be a big party. You want to be there. Oh, i got to mention, by the way, uh, last week on the show when I talked about uh, uh, artisanal pasta and the like, and we mentioned that Greg Daniels – uh, had his uh, prints shellacked. The shellacking was done by tiny monks. Monks with tiny and hands. Then, yeah. And then Greg Daniels texted me a picture of a small child monk with a book in his hands, and he said that that was his employee of the month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to stop mentioning him on the show because I know he listens, and he goes uh, and he exercises in the morning because, yes, he's a – He's a grown man with grown children that, that exercises like an eye. I know, right? You should hate somebody. I hate everyone who has their life that much together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Again, Wally. Yeah, That's evil, the guy I want to be. Evil jealous hatred for people who find time to really, you know, take care of their bodies and have That's successful my goal. lives. People say, people say I, want, I want to get some more time 
so that I can exercise and eat right and take care of myself. And I say, no, I want more time so that I can do nothing. So that I can lay on the couch and watch Band of Brothers while drinking sweet tea vodka. That's what I want my more time for. I, I don't have enough time in my life now to watch all the things on streaming television. That oh, I, I really watch. don't. I, I really need don't. more time to binge watch stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> all right. Is there anything uh, so else you need to bring up? up? What do you got coming up? Uh, well, this week, if you happen to be in California, uh, I will be doing a uh, class at uh, for the San Diego PPA. So if you go to sdppac.com or .org, I don't remember. It's all on the Photobomb website, and I'll be doing a class for West Coast School. I'll be doing the business of headshots, and then the next day I'll be doing a full-day headshot intensive class, which would be really fun. And then on the way back, stopping by Austin, Texas to do a class for the Austin, Texas PPA. And the next thing really after that is going to be Focus in Orlando, which, you know, bring your family, let them go see the teacups while you get your uh, party on with us photographers. And then coming up in January, I'm very excited that I'm going to be speaking for the Society of Wedding Portrait Photographers in London. Not excited to be in London in January. I'd rather be in London in August, but, uh, you know, I'll be there in January. It should be very, very, very cold. Yeah, how cold is it in January in in London? Yeah, pretty cold. Well, you notice that uh, places that get very cold, like anywhere in the northern half of the United States, they all typically have their conventions in the wintertime when photographers aren't busy because nobody's really getting married or getting their family portraits out in the cold, bad weather. So, like, and you go into the south... We have the exact opposite. All the southern states have their conventions in the summer because it's so hot, nobody wants to do any of that. So most right. photographers down here in Florida, Louisiana, Georgia, all our conventions are in the summertime. So, But I will be in London, and that's coming up in January, so that'll be really fun, and hopefully you can come hang out with me there. If you're one of our listeners in the U.K., that would be pretty awesome. So that would be, I think that's pretty much just about it. All right. Well, we will uh, see you back here again next week. In the meantime, if you want to find us online, uh, our Facebook page is where most things happen. Just go to facebook.com slash photobombpodcast. We also have a website where we keep uh, updated with our upcoming events and such. And just go to uh, photobombpodcast.com. Wait, what was Uh, that website again? (laughs) Photobombpodcast.com. I was reading one thing and saying something differently, and that's what threw me off. Uh, photobombpodcast.com is our uh, website. You can find me at com. You can find uh, Gary at HughesFioretti.com. And you can email us, questions at photobombpodcast.com. And we will see you back here next week. See you later. See you later.